Then you will truly be successful. Turn the page. And we know all things work together for the good. Turn the work together. The good. Turn the work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Turn the work together. The good to those who love God. He has word on your lips. To those who are called. Meditate on your According to be his purpose, to purpose. it's his purpose, Ooh. not mine. And we know all things work together for the good. The good. And we know all things work together for the good. The good. To those who love God, he has word on your lips. To those it's day 28 of our 90 day challenge and our topic for purpose today is God is holding me up. Can you please agree with me by saying that out loud, by putting that in the chat, by reiterating that in your journal? God is holding me up. Psalm 104, verse one, praise the Lord, my soul, Lord, my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. The Lord wraps himself in light as with a garment. He stretches out the heavens like a tent and lays the beams of his upper chambers on their waters. He makes the clouds his chariot and rides on the wings of the wind. He makes winds his messengers, flames of fire his servants. He set the earth on its foundations. It can never be moved. You covered it with the watery depths as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains, but at your rebuke, the waters fled. At the sound of your thunder, they took to flight. They flowed over the mountains. They went down into the valleys to the place you assigned for them. You set a boundary they cannot cross. Never again will they cover the earth. He makes springs pour water into the ravines. It flows between the mountains. They give water to all the beasts of the field. The wild donkeys quench their thirst. The birds of the sky nest by the waters. They sing among the branches. He waters the mountains from his chambers. The land is satisfied by the fruit of his work. He makes grass grow for the cattle and plants for people to cultivate, bringing forth food from the earth. Wine that gladdens human hearts, oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. The trees of the Lord are well watered, the cedars of Lebanon that he planted. There the birds make their nests, the stork has its home in the junipers. The high mountains belong to the wild goats, the crags are a refuge for the hyrax. He made the moon to mark the seasons, and the sun knows when to go down. You bring darkness, it becomes night. And all the beasts of the forest prowl. The lions roar their prey and seek their food from God. The sun rises and they steal away. They return and lie down in their dens. Then people go out to their work, to their labor until evening. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. There is the sea, vast and spacious, teeming with creatures beyond number, living things both large and small. There the ships go to and fro, and Leviathan, which you formed to frolic there. All creatures look to you to give them their food at the proper time. 
When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open their hand, they are satisfied with good things. And that ends our reading for today. Again, the subject for your consideration is God is holding me up. In 2002, Verizon Wireless debuted an ad campaign that increased their customer clientele by record-breaking profit margins. The ad consisted of one male actor, his name Paul Marcharelli, who popularized a very simple question. Can you hear me now? Each commercial featured Paul in a distant region, on a boat, in the woods, or inside of a tunnel, and each time he asked, can you hear me now? He'd pause, wait for a response, and say, good. The commercial was a hit. It succeeded in communicating the reliability of Verizon's network, and because the ad brought in so many new customers, Verizon ran that ad for nine consecutive years. Even Verizon understood the assignment. They understood the importance of a strong connection. They understood how crucial it was to invest in clear reception because nobody likes to lose reception. When you have no service, you have no power. Yes, your phone is working and yes, you've charged it to the full, but you still can't communicate because you are too far away from the tower, from the source, because it's the power, not the product that controls the connection. As this purpose in 66 challenge was put together over years and years of information and sermons preached, I could not overlook the importance of prayer even as it relates to purpose because I cannot do purpose if I cannot hear the purpose maker. In fact, it would be very hard to create what you've been called to create If there is no connection between you and the God who made you, in my opinion, Christians have an advantage that other dreamers do not. We have direct access to God through prayer. We have access to the God of our creative ideas. And prayer is one of the tools in the box of purpose that gets overemphasized in church, but is often underutilized in life. When I think about your destiny, I want you to write down these Three simple points. Number one, prayer opens our eyes. I mean this literally and figuratively. When you wake up in the morning, your eyes adjust to the reality of your new normal. Have you ever awakened from a good night's sleep and looked up and said, now where am I? (laughs) If so, I'm sure you can agree. It's not a good feeling because it takes a few seconds for your eyes to adjust to the location you are in. For several hours, you've been resting in the dark. For several hours, you've been sleeping and snoring. But when you want to move from a state of inactivity to a state of productivity, your eyes have to adjust to the reality of your new situation. And this is the benefit of prayer for the Christian. When you wake up to the spiritual reality that you are no longer where you used to be, prayer realigns your spiritual sight so you can adjust to where you are going. Imagine walking around the house with your eyes completely shut. Imagine trying to find the bathroom without light. See yourself in the kitchen trying to locate pots and pans without a light. If you're home, it might be easier. But if you're in a new place or if you're visiting someone else's house, it's all the more difficult because you've never been here before. And you need to see now more than ever before. The same is true spiritually. 
When you are moving into new territory and when you are stepping out on faith to pursue the dream God has deposited inside of you, you can't afford to walk around in the dark. You've never been here before. When you were in familiar territory, you could get away with living in darkness. But now that God has shifted you into this new place and now that you are thinking differently about purpose, you need prayer to help you to recalibrate. You know why? Because the Christian who is not praying is just guessing. And I can't afford to guess. For every day that I wake up and do not pray, it's as if I'm walking out into the world with my eyes shut. Prayer opens our eyes. The second thing I want you to write down is that prayer softens our heart. Everything starts and ends with the heart. Scripture confirms this in several places, but out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. With the heart, the man believes unto righteousness. Whatever is in your heart will show up in your life because your values come from your heart. So don't purpose from your mind, purpose from your heart. Your passion comes from the heart. And in the same way that positive things come through the heart, negative feelings can stay lodged in the heart. But here's the key for every visionary leader and purpose planner. God can't plant anything new in the soil of your heart if your foundation is clogged with stones. Many people have a stony heart filled with rejection or insecurity. We talked about that yesterday. And many experience trauma in their heart from a bankruptcy, a divorce, from failing that thesis project, or from doing horribly on a presentation. All of us have heart trouble. And if we're not careful, those problems will metastasize and discourage you from ever dreaming again. But prayer comes in to massage the heart in a way that makes you more susceptible to God's word. Prayer brings experience and experience with God brings relief. Thirdly, prayer unclogs our ears. When your hearing is impaired, your understanding is compromised. Have you ever attempted to talk to someone with headphones on their ears? When the volume of life is louder than the call of God, it can become very difficult to obtain reception from the Father, but prayer removes the toxicity of distraction from your ear. If you need anything as a destiny builder, you need your eyes and you need your ears. You need sight and you need sound because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So these are the benefits of prayer. Can you hear him now? Imagine trying to do purpose without the purpose maker. In Psalm 104, we are reminded of this beautiful fact that is written in the passage that we read this morning. But I want to reiterate Verse 27, all creatures look to you to give them food at the proper time. All of us look to him. You know why? Because God is holding us up. All of us learned it in children's church. He's got the whole world in his hands. And when we forget to look to our creator as his creature, we begin to do life as if we have no God. But worry is wasted worship. And I've come to discover that anxiety is often a side effect of mistrust. Very often, our desire to control everything leaves us in control of nothing. So we become fearful that things are going to fall and fail, not realizing that if we learned even from the failure, it's not failure, it's tuition because God is holding you up. 
I want to make sure that we pause for this cause to insert the importance of prayer and that perspectival shift, because without prayer, there is no product for purpose. Without God, there is no provision for purpose. And if we are trying to do life and calling without God, we are failing. You can't hold yourself up today. Give way to God. Years and years ago, I went to the Stellar Awards and there were several artists and industry experts that facilitated panels for up and coming artists to let them know about what to expect and how to get on the radio and how to make a number one hit and things you got to do to manipulate the algorithm so that people can purchase your song and stream and money, money, money and writers, etc. And I sat back looking at all of these wonderful artists, Christians nonetheless, and I realized that there was one singular piece of advice that no one said on the panel, and that was the God factor. That yes, you have a wonderful voice, but there's a God factor that will listen to the tremor of an anointed voice and allow the radio waves to agree with the anointing that is in your voice, in your sound. There's a God factor that you can go to school for business. You can study with the greatest and still not succeed. But when God steps in the middle of the situation, God brings solutions where there is stagnancy. God brings clarity where there is chaos. God brings purpose where there is a problem. So make sure you don't forget who's holding you up. I am so glad that I am not in control of this world, but that the government sits on his shoulders. I am so glad that God is smarter than me. And I'm so glad that I have through prayer a connection to hear him now and always as long as I stay close to the tower. So while you're praying to God, don't forget to listen to him as well. Because prayer that only speaks and doesn't listen isn't prayer. That's venting. When I was a little boy in church, I remember them having prayer meetings at my local church for one hour and they would bend their knee to pray at the altar. We prayed hard and we prayed long. And after that hour, we'd get up and say amen and move on. But when I developed my own prayer life, I recognized that prayer is not a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue. In order for me to reap the full benefits that prayer yields, I've got to incorporate listening for God's answer into my prayer time. I've got to embrace stillness and silence. I've got to pray with my words and search the scriptures for his answer at the same time. I've got to have a pen in one hand and a Bible in the other because prayer is not a monologue. It's a dialogue. So if I'm going to incorporate prayer into my philosophy of purpose, I must remember that if faith without works is dead, then prayer without a plan is futile. If faith without works is dead, then prayer without a plan is futile. Prayer starts on my knees, but prayer must finish on my feet. Notice when Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane, God is holding him up. He invites James, Peter and John to join him. Jesus doesn't just say pray. No, he says watch and pray. One is a commandment done to reach heaven. The other is a commandment to pay attention on earth. Watch and pray. When you pray, you got to watch. When you pray, you got to look. Don't just pray 
for God to pay the bills. Talk to your boss about working overtime. (laughs) Don't just pray about employment opportunities without looking online for jobs. In order to get the benefits out of prayer, you've got to pray with your lips and your feet. Pray with your eyes open. Sometimes opportunities are knocking on your door, but because we have our proverbial eyes closed, we don't see what we have been praying for. It's already in our face. Consider Acts 12 when the early church was praying for Peter to be free from prison. When he actually showed up at the door, they assumed he was a ghost. And I wonder how many of us have forfeited the next phase of purpose because of paranoia. The confidence we have in prayer is that he hears us. And because God has promised not to withhold anything from us, we can pray expecting God to provide because God is holding us up. So today, pray more than you preach. Pray more than you practice. Pray more than you talk because God is holding you up. Let's pray. Father, we look to you. After all our strength is gone, In you, we can be strong. We look to you. Thank you for holding us up. As I lay me down, heaven hear me now. I'm lost without a cause. After giving it my all, winter storms have come. And darkened my sun After all that I've been through Who on earth can I turn to? I look to you
Into the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from you. God, I look to you. I won't be overwhelmed. Give me vision to see things like you do. God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. Give me wisdom. Just what to do, yeah. Father, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. So lift your hands in this moment and just surrender to Him. I realize that salvation made me free, but my surrender cost me everything. So Lord, we sing this. I will love you, Lord, my strength. I will love you, Lord, my shield. And I will love you, Lord, my rock. Forever, all my days, I will love you, God. Nancy, say it. God, I look to you. Give me vision to see things like you do. God, I look to you. You're where my help comes from. So give me wisdom, yeah, yeah. Cause you know just what to do. Yes, yes, you do. Oh, I'm seeking your wisdom, oh God. Lord, we're seeking your wisdom. Lead us beside still waters. And I will love you, Lord, my strength. And I will love you, Lord, my shield. Say it. Love you. And I will love you. You're the Lord that gives me strength. And I 
forever.